Hello guys and welcome back to This Life Podcast with Felix Mayorka. I'm your host Chris Cordova and Matt Cordova is sitting right next to me. Let's go. I'm taking over the host seat today and interviewing these two guys. So you guys sit back, grab a Topo Chico, like and subscribe, share it with your friends, swipe up and get your merch. Felix, what's up dude? Not much buddy, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us today. Of course. Matt, how you doing? You're from Louisiana. Ranger Matt. Aspiring Ranger Matt. Oh, this mic. We gotta fix it. We're doing good, though. You know, always a good day. Pull it towards you. Pull it towards you. Pull it, pull it, pull it. Mas, mas, mas. Right there. I don't want to pull the table. Pull, pull it. <laughs> Just pull the whole thing. I'll hold it on this side. Oh, there you go. Shout out to Ikea. Let's go. We're live. I need better equipment, man. Uh, folks, if you need video or photo, hire me because this obviously isn't working out. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of This Life, a podcast by Chris Cordova. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing good, Felix. Thanks for having us, dude. I was happy to be here. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a podcast you, by Myrica Media. I see you every single day in the gym. How do you like the spot so far? I love it. I, I want to personally thank you for uh, allowing me this beautiful creative space. So no thank you. I want to uh, also applaud you in front of your audience. I don't know how many people are watching this, but um, Thousands. you said that you were going to start working out like three, four weeks ago consistently yep and you've been consistent Woo! you show up yes, what like three four days a week four days a week on average on average four days 8 a.m class 8 a.m and three what do you think of crossfit so far honest opinion don't just like say it's good because you are doing it here but um i like it like i like uh i love how this is turned on me um i i don't know i just i wasn't i'm not a bodybuilder i'm not gonna i thought you were <laughs> I think I told you this. Uh, even though I'm super ripped and people think that I am a bodybuilder, uh, I wasn't getting results at 24 Hour Fitness. I was just looking okay, uh, but like my fitness was like off. And then when I started coming here, I was like, oh my God, I'm working out next to like 50, 60 year olds and they're like shitting on me. So I love that. I love getting shit on by. What's your goal with Oops. working out? <laughs> What's my goal? Yeah. Just like, to be fit, not to die. So how is CrossFit going to help with that? Um... Like why why CrossFit over twenty four hour fitness over bodybuilding over over running over like just any other type of general fitness why CrossFit because CrossFit hurts like yeah. you're gonna do a workout that's a little bit more high intense and it's gonna hurt a little bit so why put yourself through that instead of something else that's a little bit easier like I'm not gonna say easier just different right like you're not mentally challenged every single day you're doing a, a bodybuilding workout I don't know if that's <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean though like yeah, there's yeah. a physical challenge and a mental challenge when you're doing a CrossFit workout like right. anything that's higher intensity you're gonna get both of those but like something that's more bodybuilding you're gonna get a physical challenge but I guess you get it's mental too a little bit yeah it's just a little different I, I'm just not bored here like I would just get I would go to a regular gym and be like I'm gonna do arms today and I would do like five or six arms exercise arm exercises and I'd be like alright okay and maybe I broke a, a little sweat let me do back now. And it was like, I didn't really ever have a plan. Whereas like here I could just show up and like you guys will have the plan for us. Um, not only that, it's like, I like the weightlifting aspect obviously. Cause that's where like I started, but then I, I went to orange theory too. And I tried that and it was like, it was like all cardio and very little weights. Like How it long did you do that for? It wasn't heavy, probably like two, three months and then COVID hit. So I stopped. Um, but yeah, they had like, up to like 25, 35 pound dumbbells and maybe like in like a 50. And even though I wasn't like, I'm not going to use those. I have the option here to use like an 80 pound weight. 
um or like barbells barbell stuff's fun uh but yeah i've i've been actually i've been telling people to come here like it's not just the workout it's like the community and stuff and again i was mad i was telling you this oh before i continue um they're brothers so yeah <laughs> um yeah I was, I've, I've been telling people this i'm just like i'm like yeah crossfit has that uh stigma of like everyone there's like a douche or like is too into it or it's super it's too competitive um but here like everyone's just trying to do their best and and that's i mean that's all you can ask for like yeah. today i was i was working out with shout out todd newman um dude's a beast like he was killing it how old is todd he's like 50 something probably something, something like that yeah. yeah and and he was like yo you know I, I i was trying to a month ago i was where you are and now i can actually like stand on my hands so yeah that's great improvement and i was like dude thank you like when you go to like a regular gym like no one's gonna give you props or anything it's I don't know. I like that that human aspect, and I think it's also because I work for myself that I don't. You don't really understand what it's like to work alone mm-hmm. until you start working alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work for the city and like community services, and I was always around people and like laughing and saying hi and stuff. And then I started doing this, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm so lonely." <laughs> I like hit up my friends and be like, "Hey, uh, can you hang out?" And they're like, "I'm at work." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I took the day off," and they're like, "Oh, good for you," but. Yeah, now this adds to it. So I think that happens though to a lot of people after high school. It's like you get you're so used to going to school, high school, college, even if you play sports, like you you're consistently with friends and doing stuff with other people all day, every day. And like even during your breaks you see your friends or whatever it is yeah. and like as soon as you graduate and you're kinda just focused on college and just getting school work done or say you go right into a job and just getting your job done, you wake up, go to work go home right you don't really have that like community friendship like yep. people like i used to look forward to seeing my friends when i go to school right this kind of yeah. gives you that element of like you're gonna go work out with your buddies and hang out at the gym and and also do something that's going to be good for you long term so that's definitely a i think that's a secret though for like long term just consistency Success. with working out and just long-term consistency with working out just because doing something with your friends is something that makes it uh something that you can look forward to you want some tea maybe i got you too much sugar 100 no it's uh sugar free come on boy um yeah and we're also i mean we're primal human beings are, are we need to be in a tribe like since the dawn of time like we were in tribes um and also with like covid and all that people found out how lonely it is like when it first started when lockdown first started people were complaining about not having enough hours being broke working at home and being lonely and i was like dude welcome to my world like this is what i've been doing for months um and it sucks and that's why you need to find that different outlet and you can work out here but you can also like sit and talk to people after you can stretch after you can like little stuff like that um so yeah i mean i've told you guys this before like you guys have created something really dope here uh, and I'm sure my followers and stuff are tired of me talking about it, but <laughs> sorry, eat it. I got a question, Matt. What's your question? <clears throat> While I pour you some iced tea, sugar free. So you guys may not know, but I don't really know Felix that much. Like I've seen him like a couple of times around the gym, but like we never really actually talked. So have you always been into like the fitness like world, like before CrossFit or anything? Like were you like I gotta go to the gym tonight after work, or is it like? 
kind of like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym today, I guess. I have nothing else to do. Um, I think in college, well, I was always playing sports and stuff, uh, kind of. What you volleyball. play? I played uh, football and volleyball. Nice. Here you are. Senor, oh, you have a, do you need that opened? I got you. Um, yeah, I always played sports, so, or I was in clubs, so I was always involved in something. Um, <laughs> just right into the mic. Um, so then I joined 24 Hour Fitness, and I, when did I join? I mean, yeah, to, to, to shorten the answer, yeah, I think so. I've, it's never really been like something where, It'll kind of start, and then I'll kind of go down because I'll get busy, and then I'll be like, oh, I fell off. Let's do it again. Um, so it was never really consistent, but, yeah, I, I usually try to keep fit and stuff. Um, I mean, before this, I during lockdown, I stopped going to gyms, and I just uh, was working out in the garage. Mm-hmm. And it was while I was still working, it wasn't, like, as motivating as it is, like, being in a class or, like, in a gym. Um, I think a lot of people are actually realizing that now as well. So, yeah, I think so. Maybe. What got you into, like, uh, the media world? This is turning into a Felix body interview. I love it. It's a round yeah. table. We go round yeah, table. Round yeah, there table. you go. There you go. Put a round um, well, let me get this this bottle opener. Tell me, before I answer your question, uh, tell me what it's been like since you joined the Army. Ooh, okay. And moving to, like, moving to a different place. Because you've lived here your whole life, right? Yeah. Yep. What was that transition I, like? It was good like it was good to get away from home like get some life experience you know i really do believe you find out who you are when you leave your house you know what i mean like yeah um no one's there cooking your food no one's there making your bed no one's there closer to mike no one is there like there you go taking your trash out all that type of the little things that you don't notice when you're at home living with your parents it's like all right my trash is getting full and i'm the only one in this room so probably take it out or my shoes are like right next to the door. I should probably put them away. So they do room inspections, by the way, in the military. So, so I'll put my shoes away so I don't get in trouble. Um, but it was a good experience, like leaving for a little bit. But it also does suck, you know, being in Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana. It's horrible. <laughs> the weather's terrible. But is it ever cold there? Yeah, it gets cold. Like freezing? Not. Fr- I mean, it gets cold. Not freezing, but. It gets like like San Diego cold or low thirties. Oh low damn! 30s, yeah, is it snow in Louisiana? It that actually just snowed. I what? Thirties cold. Yeah, when it when it cold. snowed in Texas, do you guys remember oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. It that snowed blizzard. in Louisiana. Like Louisiana snowed for like a week. Damn. Yeah. Where was, was it as that? bad as Texas? The pipes or pipes uh, were bursting and all that. Yeah, I actually I have a video of our like barracks just leaking water from the roof and the rooms were flooding. It was crazy. And I wasn't there, actually. I was somewhere else. I was in Georgia at that time. So I was like, man, this sucks for everyone back over there. And I'm in Georgia and, like, nothing. It's just, like, Chilling. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, that sucks. I have friends in Texas, and I made fun of them because I was like, ooh, it's cold. Yeah. And then I w- after that, I was like, oh, this is a way more – this is yeah. a serious problem. Like, the infrastructure is not made – I don't think people understood either, like – they were just like, ooh, you're getting snow. Yeah. And like people from Michigan and stuff were like, what's it feel like? But it's like, dude, people, I think people, some people still don't have water. And like, yeah. some people still don't have power or it's it's pretty screwed up. There was a lot of accidents too. Like people didn't know how to drive in the snow. Yeah. Not saying I do, but 
people just start sliding. Like the road would be like slightly like slanted, and then people would be going and just right down the road. Hydroplaning. Yeah, and like a lot of ice too. It's not. It wasn't like just solid snow. So that's insane. That was terrible. But back to the question, man. It's good leaving the house. You know, I was like, I was in a routine here, a solid routine. Like I'll be busy, school, working out, CrossFit, and then pretty much coaching. So solid routine. I'm like, man. Am I going to be an Eskimo my whole life? Oh, God. Yeah. So, but it was good leaving. That's another reason. People are like, why don't you join the Marines? I'm like, I'll probably get stationed in, like, West Coast somewhere, because that's where a lot of people go. True. But I'm glad I left, get some experience, get out of the house, do something I wanted to do. I've always wanted to do that, at least, but never really had a reason. So I was like, you know what? This is the time to go. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Always how, wanted to do it. How long have you been in now? Two years. Are you going to renew after? Or... It's kind of four and done. It's, it's four years, right? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this year goes. We got some. We got some plans in. Matt's trying to go into like into ranger school. Oh um, hell yeah! But he's been trying to go into ranger school for the past like year and a half. It's kind of been like this uh, this back and forth um, of like showing up to ranger school and either not making it past the first week and or like getting turned back around because of paperwork or just some <sighs> stupid thing and, and ranger schools in georgia you're in louisiana yeah. um but he probably not going to talk about it just because he doesn't want to talk about it but i think it's important for people to see like the consistency and persistence of continuing to show up to something like that because i think a lot of the guys who make it through like the special forces like or any type of thing that's hard to accomplish is like just keep showing up Right. right, like just even when you absolutely think that you're not going to make it, and just even if it's kind of going through the motions of showing up, just showing up is a big deal. Yeah, and I think this is what like your fourth or fifth time going to ranger school, yeah, but like this is the fourth or fifth time, but you haven't had a solid Shot. run at it. Yeah. Um, and like Matt's one of the most physically capable guys and mentally capable guys that I know, so I know like he has that so like if he gets a shot hopefully he can make it but i think like i would say you should talk about kind of the because i'm i'm interested in it talk about like the what it's been like mentally to not get it the first try or second or third and just continuing to be shut down like how is that how do you stay motivated through that that's pretty um that's a good reason to not be motivated just be like well i'm you know and that's the biggest thing that happens to everyone in my unit every single person not every single person there's some that make it of course but they go one try and it's like all right i'm done i didn't work out for me Mm -hmm. and i'm like nope but i kind of go through like what i've done in the army so far like so graduated basic training it's june 6th of i don't even know a year 2019 so um graduated went to louisiana from fort benning georgia um got there was there for like a week and i went to the southwest border in texas i did a six month like little mission detail over there would help like border patrol like pretty much have like more eyes and like more presence on the border because there was having a huge problem over there i guess so i was in mcallen texas brownsville texas and del rio texas i was there for six months till december i got sent back early um, my unit stayed for a whole nother month, but I got sent back early, get ra- ready for like ranger school. So I was like prepping for ranger school. I was there too. 
and I had to go to a thing called pre-ranger course before it's called PRC. So I went to that end of January of 2019. It's a three-week course. You pretty much just get smoked, and it was raining. Uh, weather is terrible, and you're just getting destroyed. You're always wet, and no sleep. You're up till like at least 10 p.m., and then you start a next mission. You start planning for next mission at like. 3 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. Oh, jeez. And you're eating MREs, and it's just, it's just not a good time, you know? But yeah. it's the, if you actually want to be a ranger, you have to do this pre-course before you go to ranger school and actually get, like, destroyed for, like, two months. That's kind of how they weed people out, huh? Yeah, because you're like, well, we started with 48 people or 52 people, and there was only two people, me and this other dude from Fort Polk that went to ranger school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's three other dudes from New York that went, but, like, it was a total of, like, five people that went. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. That was from the pre-ranger course. That was even at ranger school. So, you do that every time you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so imagine doing that four or five times. That's insane, dude. Um, Went to school, got kicked, and it's weird, man. I hate saying it because it was, it was during the PT test. So the PT test ranger school was 49 push-ups, 59 sit-ups, a uh, five-mile run under 40 minutes, and six chin-ups. So I'm in line, pumped up. I'm not, everyone's like, you got to worry about the push-up test or the PT test, the push-ups. They will destroy, if your body's not moving in a single unit, like your shoulders, your hips are sagging, anything, you're, you're zero. Out. Yeah. And I literally banged out like 80-something push-ups. And they're like, you're a no-go at this time, Ranger. And you get a retake. So I'm oh like, my oh. my gosh. I was, I was trying not to worry about it because I'm like, I've taken like 13, 14 like, uh, Ranger physical fitness tests to go before I even went there. I'm like, I've passed every single one, no problems. And I'm like, okay, I'm not worried about this. Everyone's like, just be worried, be worried. I'm like, no, I'm not worried about it. I know I can pass it. I've done it. It's whatever. And I failed the push-ups. I'm like, there's no way. I was so like shook and just mind blown, but you get a retake. So I waited four minutes, went to the retake for the push-ups, different graders and everything. And I did 49 on that two minute mark. You have two minutes to do all these events, by the way. So he's like, you have 10 seconds Ranger. And I'm like at 46 or something. I don't know. And I'm going to fail. I just did like 80 something pushups before yeah. the part of that. So, and I got like three left or something. And I like, did 49 on the, like that minute mark. He's like, Ranger, I'm giving you a go because you have you didn't quit. I'm like, let's. I was pumped. <laughs> You're like, all right. I was like, let's go. And so I go take the sit-ups, and I get put in the back of the line. So there's like a huge thing at Ranger School. Don't go to the back of the line because it shows you're unmotivated, and they will fail you. So you have to like run to the front of the line. So I'm in the back. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm like, I'll crush sit-ups. And I go. He's like, go higher, Ranger. He's like, grading me. I'm like, okay, I'm bringing my elbows in between my knees, like, close to my ankles. I don't have the most flexible hips, but I'm going as high as I can go. Yeah. He's like, higher, Ranger, higher. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm just cranking him out, going, going. And after that, two minutes goes, I did a ton of sit-ups, and I'm like, okay. He's like, you're no-go. I'm like, no way. I was, was like, okay. Just didn't get enough. How to get 59. But I did, I don't even know, I did a ton. Run over to the retake line again. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, the RI is like, what are you doing here, Ranger? I'm like, I got to retake the sit-ups. He's like, well, get in the pit. There's a lot of cuss words in there. 
He's like, get in the pit. Get in the pit, so pit I please, jump, sir. Yeah. yeah. So I jump in there. He said, hey, come hold this guy's feet. So I literally, like, probably 40 to 40 seconds to a minute later, I'm doing another set of, like, max sit-ups for two oh, minutes. God. So I'm going, and I stop at, like, 42 or 43, something there. And I just remember, I'm like, you're they're like you're a no-go. I went till failure. Like, I was trying to go, and I was going, like, halfway up, and I will just fall right back down. I'm like, this is the worst feeling ever. And... I get, they're like, all right, you're no-go, go over there, and you get dropped from the course. I'm like, I stood in, like, a little box area with, like, other people that got dropped. There was, like, 50 people that got dropped or something, let me know. But we were there, and I'm like, oh, my God, what just happened to me? Yeah. I was just, like, my mind was racing. I'm it, like, what it am probably I? went by so fast, too. The standing there was, like, the events went by fast, but when I was standing there, I'm like. In eternity. Yeah, they're running their five mile. I'm waiting. Yeah. They're doing their chin ups. I'm waiting, and I'm like, "This is horrible." But I try to get like the bright side out of things. I remember Chris probably doesn't want me to bring this up, but at regionals, his first time he qualified, the ring muscle up event, the strict one, he got stuck on that one. Makes me want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it was Shit. horrible, man. It was horrible, and I'm like, you know what? I'll be back here. Like, I can't let this get to me. I, Chris had a whole like audience watching people from the gym yeah. and like you get that feeling of a letdown but no one was there watching me you know I was like I can tell like people knew like my family my f- close friends and all that but like this guy had like literally the whole gym at regionals like watching him so I'm like there's been worse situations I just gotta get the bright side and come back here like ready to go damn yeah so that was my first time at school and then I went back to pre-ranger <laughs> after that <laughs> Shit. Literally a you did week it three later, more times, you said? Yeah, literally. No, I did a pre-ranger twice. Okay. And then a week later, did pre-ranger again, so the whole three weeks. Got smoked, destroyed, whatever. Cool. Went back to school with the same paperwork I had from the last class. So, let me back, rewind a little bit, but from before, I'm still like a brand new soldier at this point. When I went to ranger school, I was shook. There's officers there, captains, lieutenant, like, higher-ranking dudes. I'm like... So you're like a tiny fish I'm a in the puppy. ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm little. I'm, I was scared. It's like when you see, like, you know, you, like, you're, like, driving to go somewhere. Or, like, you're just so motivated to go to this one thing, like, regionals. You, like, see the YouTube videos. You're like, this is regional. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then it's going to be me. Two years later, a year later, you're at regionals. You're like holy snap this is it i'm here this is like the floor this is the audience around me like this is it it's surreal yeah it's crazy so i was like seeing like all the ranger banner like everything i'm like oh i do not belong here this is crazy yeah but yeah i went back so went back to pre-ranger and all that stuff went back and all my paperwork so my school nco which is non-commissioned officer, which is like a sergeant. He's the one that's supposed to prep you. I was in the course. I have no phone, no lap, no like electronics with me. And he's supposed to take care of my paperwork. And I pretty much had the same packet after the pre-ranger course when I went back for the second time to ranger school. And all the like instructors, I couldn't mean in process. They're like, this is like the same paperwork and all this stuff, yada, yada. I'm like, I really didn't know what I was doing because they yeah. did it for me. I was brand new. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just went to go, like, do my job and do PT. Like, right. that's all. Um, 
and my everyone back like in charge of me was like yo why didn't you like fix this paperwork they're all getting it like you're it's not your fault we're sending you back and then pretty much COVID happened quarantine all this stuff we quarantined for like three weeks and all the schools in like Fort Benning got locked down so like no one's like a lot of travel from like outside of Benning to like schools if you're on station on Benning you can still go to the schools but anyone else like you guys are pretty no much like prohibited yeah from the schools so it's like oh my god are you kidding me I was so pissed but I'm like okay whatever and then rewind me to like what three weeks ago I was at school <laughs> Something like that. I don't even know. It was like a month ago. I was at school again. So, what's the date? April? Went back to school in March of 2021. And I went as a walk-on student because that was the only way I can get on. Because I quarantined on Benning for two weeks. It was the worst time of my life. So, I quarantined there for two weeks and I walked on to school. So, the best way to explain a walk-on spot is... Um, college. college. So you try Red to get into a class. Yeah. You know, so you're trying to get into a class in college, right? And you're like, the class is booked, but I'm gotcha. gonna walk into a class to see if someone doesn't show up. Right. So same exact thing. I'm walking to Ranger. I'm going into Ranger School to see. Hopefully, doesn't someone show up, right? And this is the most like they're like, all the RIs Ranger instructors were like, this is the biggest class we've seen in the past like two years. It was like 497 students, something like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And sure enough, every single person with a heart slot to that class was there. Ah. And I was like, oh, I from the start, I knew I was getting dropped. I'm like, I'm probably going to get dropped. And 6 o'clock goes by, 7 o'clock goes by. I'm like, I might be staying. Yeah. So my mindset started to switch a little bit. Like, okay, you're going to stay. Like, be ready to go. Like, you're going. 8.30, I'm like, all right, I'm done. They're about to get their food. 9 p.m. hits. We still haven't ate at this point. We got there at like 9 in the morning. In process, all those students, whatever. And you're just waiting, huh? Did our whole, We did a whole layout. So we have two bags we have to bring. Did a layout. It's like a ton of stuff. It's like three pages full of like gear and stuff. You dump all your stuff and you're getting destroyed. Just smoked. Your gear's flying everywhere. It's craziness. But we, uh, it's like 9 o'clock and like, all right. We'll line up and get we'll bring food in, and then like nine fifteen, it's nine thirty. Like, all right, we're dropping students, and I'm like, oh my god, oh, I was so no. pissed. I just finished, got like, I just got smoked, about to eat, and I'm like, okay. And I was a second name called. I'm like, oh my god, I was so pissed. Well, at least they let you know you were like the second one and not like the fortieth or whatever. You're yeah, like, I made it. Yeah, and then, you know, oh, actually, like, and it was like right off the bat, it was like. <laughs> just ripped the band-aid right off like Matt I'm like damn it damn it was horrible but now I'm going back to Ranger School April 24th with a hard slot ready to go locked in how do you feel about this one oh dude we're going nah it's gonna happen it's happening this is it baby manifestation baby yeah but I'm a a huge believer in that it's hard to say but people are like how are you still going back to Ranger School get all the time I'm like why wouldn't you it's something I really one it's like i've always wanted to do it, and at this point now that i'm in the army and i've been in it's like i want to be a better soldier for my younger soldiers you know they're like this guy has his ranger tab this guy is like airborne qualified like all this stuff so the more like i have on my resume the more my soldiers want to be like 
this is my team leader. This is the guy in charge of me, you know? Like, yeah, I have, like, credibility to look up to. It's not just, like, some random dude that earned a spot up there or worked his way up. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um, My brother actually just joined the Navy, and he was on a a ship for, like, six months, seven months. That's horrible. Yeah. And during COVID, I I guess it was his – the ship he was on, it was their their last – they're going to retire it or something. Uh, and they were supposed to make all these stops and stuff and uh, just all these beautiful places. And he was all stoked and COVID. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, you have to stay on the boat. <sighs> Dude, how there's just so many, so many things I talk about, but, um, but he's, he's 29. So he's getting told by like younger kids what to do and how to do it. But he also kind of has that, like, shout out to my brother because he's kind of a juggernaut. And he's always yeah. like, if he wants to Thank do something, you. he's going to do it. Um, so he would just be always be motivated and, like, he'd be working out on the boat and stuff. And, and people would kind of see him and be like, then they'd, the younger guys that knew more than him would go up to him and, like, ask him about, how, how do you, like, get your shoulders like that? And, like, <laughs> like, little things like that. So that leadership aspect, I think, yeah. that's huge. And I, dude, congrats for even trying again and again and again because... Yeah. That's 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 pretty dope. I'm a I'm a veteran for day one, you know, day zero actually. Get smoked during the layout. What does that mean? I'm a veteran. I've been there a lot. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. You got it. <laughs> After week one, though, I'm a brand new dude. Damn. Yeah. Um. Well, let me go back to me. Uh, you asked me. What did you ask me? Um, How I got in the in the media. Yeah. Thing. Um. I did photography in high uh, in high school um i always tell actually i don't know if i've told this on the podcast but i told this i was speaking at orange Glen, um and i got invited to like speak and uh i i told this story about me going to anatomy class and mr munson shout out to mr munson mr munson was like if you fail the first test. The first test is the easiest. If you fail it, if you don't at least get a C, you should probably drop the class. Um, so, your boy got a D. And Let's go. I walk up to the class, and he looks at me, and he folds up. You know how they, they used to fold yeah. the paper? like, And he looks at me, and I go, um, can I go to the counselor? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, go ahead. Grab your stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So, I go over there. Uh, and Miss Gara, she's like, hey, uh, there's a photography class that just, it's the first year, uh, they're trying it out, it's got like, like a test period, uh, a spot, one spot just opened up. I was like, I'll take it. I'd rather do that than anatomy. Hated photography, absolutely hated it. I was really bad at it. Um, and I even had like a really bad attitude towards it. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I, you know, I was a high schooler. Um, I hated not being good at things. And then one day it just kind of clicked and I remember I took a picture of a pine cone and the back was all blurry and I was like, oh, shit, I, I made it. I'm going to frame made, this, yeah. Um, and then shout out to my mom and dad. You man. put that picture up here. Yeah, dude. It, dude, it's totally dark. It was rainy. It, I can see it right there. It's like a pine cone and then it has a stem and the, just the background was all blurry and I was like, oh, dude, that's so sick. Um, so then I told my parents, I was like, dude, I, wa- I want to keep doing this. And um, my mom kind of saw that spark in me, and we bought my first camera, a little Rebel, off of Craigslist. And I, on and off, I did it through college. Uh, but 
video, I think I started doing, I think a year before I graduated because I was freaking out about being a history major and not wanting to be a teacher. So I talked to a bunch of different teachers and I was like, what can I do? And they were like, you can join a think tank in Washington. And I was like, that sounds awful. You can do community services or like, um, uh, what's it called? City government, which I was already doing. So I tried getting like higher jobs and stuff in city government and I wouldn't get it. Uh, those of you that are trying to get into city government, uh, it's all politics. Sorry to, you know, um, usually that's what it is in life, but yeah. city government, it's bad. And, and seeing kind of administrations and how they're being run and all that. And like listening on both sides, honestly, I don't want to get all political, but listening to people talking and I'm like, what the fuck government, Mr. Newsom, listening to him talk i'm just like dude you're a career politician like you in my opinion i'm I'm just like what the fuck are you doing dude <laughs> and just like it's so frustrating like seeing this pretty boy up there like i'm trying to get recalled and he, uh, let me go on a tangent real quick he said oh I, these people trying to recall me they're they're right ex- they're right-wing extremists they're this and i'm like no i have liberal friends that want you out of there because you're an asshole because you told us stay home do this blah 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 and then you're out in a restaurant hanging out with all your buddies and uh, well i thought there were only gonna be like five people well why weren't you wearing your mask why aren't you six feet apart why but and you keep your winery open you tell all the other wineries closed anyway hate that dude that's a career politician that's i know so many people that are just like i'm doing this job for three years and then i'm getting the fuck out of here because i want to get a higher job and then after that i want to get a higher job and, it, and it's like they didn't care about community services um I figured I was like, why, why would I keep doing a job that I'm just not getting, uh, rewarded for? So I started doing the whole videos. I got an internship. I did videos for uh, city of Poway and then I got better and better. And I finally was like, I should make my own, like I should, I should I'm going to do this. Um, I got cold feet. Uh, I was working at the city of Coronado. I quit that. And I was like, I'm going in 100%. But then I was like, but I'll still coach volleyball. So I was doing that. And then I, f- I found out that like, uh, you can't really half-ass two things. So I was like, I might as well go 100% into this. And then COVID happened. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to COVID. Uh, but it, it like boomed. I, th- I met you guys during COVID. Um, I met a bunch of different people during COVID. And um, I just, I mean, I, kind of, I just kind of fell in love with it. Like I... I started calling myself a cinematographer because like I make ads and stuff, but I make them in like a, like you're watching a movie. Like I want people to see, see Todd working out, but make it look like badass yeah. as hell. Make it look like a, like an actual movie. When I filmed your guys is uh, whenever I film anything, I'm like, all right, how would like St- Spielberg do this? Or like little things like that. So ever since I was a kid, I just kind of, I was one of those weirdo kids. I think I have something in my head um, where I was just like, well, if this was a movie, like what if, what if like someone came in and I had to like attack him or something? <laughs> it was like second grade. Yeah. I was watching the video you just posted in Big Bear. I'm like, dude, this looks yeah. like a commercial. It does. Look Thanks, good. man. Yeah. Really? Everyone's like smiling. Like, what was it? Like Spanish? <laughs> We're all drunk. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that helped a lot. Uh, it's called Drinks in Spanish. Drinks in Spanish. At Drinks in Spanish. Go follow them. Uh, buy their card. Yeah, it's pretty much just like if you it's like towards latinos where um if you ever get hit with the chancla <laughs> take four sips and people are like oh if if 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's one. There's one that I really love. It's um, go around the room and talk about different things in your house that were used as containers, but aren't containers. So you know the the cookie, the tin, the cookie tin yeah. that always has Coins. sewing stuff and coins yeah. and coins so you say that you're like okay the tin was used for this um i think my mom used uh <laughs> she's gonna be like why are you telling people um uh, but like sour cream buckets put grease in it yep. i think right now in my house we have a tostitos um empty tostitos thing that we put bacon grease in um <laughs> so it's like stuff mean. like that so like latinos are they'll yeah. understand it um yeah they're efficient yeah. exactly um but yeah, and then and then hearing that stuff too, that when people are just like, oh, I love this. Or like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Uh, that kind of like sparked it. And I was like, oh, I'm actually good at this. And I love doing this. And I love talking to people about what they're passionate about. Yeah. So I think the media aspect of it is dope, but the human aspect like is even better. And I've, I've just been hooked ever since. I don't, I don't really see myself doing anything else anymore. So that's how I got into it. That's awesome. It's been tight, man. It's been a lot of fun. Chris, what have you, what have uh, what have you learned since the quarterfinals? Ooh, what have I learned since the quarterfinals of yeah. CrossFit? Yeah. Um, what do you mean? You're always at the drawing board, baby. You stay there. <laughs> the drawing board. Um, there. I hadn't. I hadn't. There's nothing drawn on it though. What's up with that? <laughs> I had a I had a blurred expectation going into quarterfinals. I just didn't know how the field was going to play out. Um. I have two guys that I've been training with all year, basically Josh and Dan, um, and Anthony and Conlon. Um, but between Josh and Dan, I know what a good score is going to be because usually between the three of us, we all kind of offset each other and have like weaknesses and strengths. And um, so I knew if I was going to be somewhere around them, I would do pretty good in the workouts. Um, and we all did the workouts. Did. I think I did good for, for me on all the workouts. Um, really happy with how quarterfinals went. Um, I think quarterfinals was a new fun way to go about the CrossFit like season just because it allows you to do more workouts in the gym with the friends and people you train with all year versus it being like just the open um, going right into regionals because in the past you would do the open, go right into regionals. Um, and it was either you made it to regionals or you didn't, and you're kind of cut off after the open. Right. Whereas quarterfinals kind of gives you uh, something to train for that's a little bit more than the open. Um, so for some people who are kind of on the bubble or on the fence of like, hey, I, I want to get into competition and or I want to go to the CrossFit Games, I think quarterfinals gives you like a an extra stepping stone of like, if someone walks in here, which happens, like they're like, hey, I want to compete in CrossFit. And we can be like, okay, like let's get ready for the open and let's make your first goal to qualify for quarterfinals. Right. right? And then like, let's just see how you do at quarters. Um, if you do well at quarters, you make it to semifinals. If you do get semifinals, you make it to the games. Um, but kind of going back to my thing of like how, how I think I did, I think I did good for, for me. Um, I placed 300 and something in the North America. That's awesome. They take the top 120 to the next stage with the semifinals right that's 100 percent my goal next year um when matt says going back to the drawing board it means kind of just assessing what i did last year and as far as training is concerned um and 
working on things that I need to work on. It's basically the things I didn't place so hot on. Whatever my most amount of points were, um, I'll basically just kind of hone in on those things and really work on them over the the next year and hopefully that pays off and you make it a little bit higher on the leaderboard and qualify for the next step um the good thing about quarterfinals is that you really get to see um from a programming coach standpoint for crossfit competitive crossfit you get to see framework um so if you look at the three open workouts they were mostly lighter weight um big picture they're yeah. mostly lighter weight um lower level skills entry level skills like pull-ups chest to bar pull-ups um and then the higher level skills you usually have to earn meaning if you look at the last workout in the open it was toes to bar chest to bar bar muscle up and it's kind of like a progression on the pull-up bar yep. where you go from a toe to bar which is usually an entry level skill people go knees to chest and toes to bar and then if you can do a pull-up, then the next skill is chest-to-bar pull-ups. If you can do chest-to-bar pull-ups, the next skill is a bar muscle-up. Um, but the bar muscle-up wasn't until the deeper part of the workout. And you basically have to earn that. So the fitter you are, the further you're going to make in that workout and the more you reps you're going to get at that. Think um, about that. So the weights were also really light. I think we had like a 95-pound front squat and thruster, 50-pound dumbbell. Yeah. And then the first work I had no weight. It was double unders and wall walks. So from a framework standpoint, they said they're going to keep this format. Um, you know how to train for the open, which means you're going to train more high speed, very fast, head down, grunt work type of workouts where it's not really going to be a workout where weight's going to be a limiting factor and kind of holding you back on a barbell. Um usually going to be more about speed and just kind of can you keep going so that's going to be more lungs and cardio and engine so from a training standpoint you got to make sure that's dialed in because say my goal is to make it to semifinals i can't just train the skills that are going to be at semifinals i have to make it to semifinals first so that means yeah. i need to get ready for the open so you gotta get ready for the open which means good cardio now if you look at the quarterfinals which just happened from a framework standpoint on programming this is just kind of what's going through my head like Th this was really heavy stuff so it was like a four at max front squat um a 185 pound power snatch um ghds and pistols and then i don't know what the other workout was what was the other workout handstand push-ups and dumbbell cleans um but for the most part the separator between all the workouts was how heavy can you go on your front squat and how heavy how, can, how well can you move a heavy barbell with the power snatches? Because everyone who made it to quarterfinals was really good at the lightweight, really fast moving stuff, and they proved it through the yeah, open. Right. So they made it to quarters, right? But then you have 140, 150 pound guys who move really fast through bodyweight stuff, now struggling with the, with the higher weight and higher um, volume loading um, of work. But in true CrossFit fashion, usually the best people will get to the to the big show. So if you're good at everything, yeah. then you should have no problem with bodyweight stuff, with really good cardio, um, maintaining a heavy weight for a long time, right? So at the end of the day, the people who are the most well-rounded will, will make it. And I think so far between the two tests that have happened, open and quarters, um, the right people are moving on to semifinals. I wish I was there. Um, I think if we had a team, we could definitely be there. But um, now I'm curious to see what semifinals will look like because we can kind of pull some 
data from the workouts and see what type of skills are working on there. So once we have that, you can kind of make a program over the next nine, 10 months as far as what to work on, right? Like, you know, you're going to see these type of things at this time of the year. So you can kind of train peak for those specific things throughout the year. It's kind of what goes on through my head when I program workouts as far as, um, training is concerned. Um, that's competitive CrossFit though. That's not like everyday healthy CrossFit. Competitive CrossFit is, it's way different. It's a little different. Um, I wouldn't say it's as healthy just because injuries are going to happen when you're competing in any sport. Um, you guys also, the volume you're doing is just like, I watch you guys through the winter. I'm like, you guys ever just take a break? <laughs> I think I told you that um, one time. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at Dan Jeez. and Josh, I think they're taking the next two or three weeks off. Nice. Um, and I would consider them competitors. Um, Matt Fraser talks about taking, like, a month or two off at a time. I personally just love working out. Like, I love moving. I love yeah. sweating. I love hanging out with friends and working out. Like, I don't care what it is. You can be doing burpees. You can go out for a hike. You can just do something. Like, I want to do something. I'd rather work out than feel good and feel like i'm making myself a better person than sit down and watch tv like not that i don't sit down and watch tv i still do that but i can sit there peacefully knowing that like hey i did everything i could with with the time i had jesus well it's like uh it's like this podcast people are always like well what do you want to get out of it i'm like i just want to fill my time with something i like talking to people yeah i like understanding people's stories and like where they came from why they are the way they are uh and that's just what I fill my time with. And it, it sometimes it's like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little burned out from it. Um, but I'm like, no, nah, man, keep going. Like one year, I'm, I'm giving myself one year. And I have like yourself, I have like different things on the drawing board where I'm like, okay, if in a year, you know, it doesn't really suit me anymore, I'm gonna turn it to this. Or I'm gonna, you know, this life will still continue, but mm-hmm. it's gonna go on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I'm kind of noticing with you both is you're like working towards something and even if you don't go there you're just kind of like all right yeah let's do it again like yeah. next well, that's what i was just saying it's just like keep showing up like yeah. you say you feel burnt out like there's days where i don't feel like working out mm-hmm. but you just start moving and just start show moving. up and go and i want to say nine out of ten times like I, ten out of ten times when i get done i feel way better than when i started and i'm yeah. happy that i did it yeah like and i rely on that 100% of the time when I don't feel like doing it knowing that hey if I if I just start and just go even if it's for 5 or 10 minutes I'm gonna feel better right and every single time never lets me down just try to remember that um, the thing about consistency too like I said on my I, I posted a thing on my personal where I was like I've lost I think I, dude I lost 15 pounds in 2 weeks which I just looked I know yeah I looked it up I was like that's not healthy I was at a caloric deficit I'm not gonna lie because I've never done crossfit yeah. workouts so it was like burning all this fat and stuff and yes i was feeling good and, and all that and i'm still eating fine or whatever anyway that's not the point um i lost the weight i stopped drinking uh and i drank on saturday because it was my friend's birthday and yesterday i was just like i feel like ass and i told kaylee i was like dude i shouldn't have gone on that I didn't go on a bender, but I, like I called it a bender just because like, sure, you know, <laughs> just deadly, like in a ditch. Um, I got like terrible sleep. I ate pizza, pizza and beer, which is terrible for you. It's Babe Ruth. I, I know it's beer and hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Hot dogs. Oh. Um, yeah. Air and then fire? I had the Bambino, dude. The Bambino did it. <laughs> you, yeah. I got to be tougher. Um, Baby Ruth. But yeah, I, I, I felt like shit on, on Monday. And I think that's in a bigger spectrum 
if you're not consistent with anything, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. And you're going to want to quit. Um, so congrats to both of you for being to show up for consistent consistent yeah, show up when you don't want to show up I think show up when you want to show it's up it's uh be thankful for a crossfit to be honest with all that ranger stuff because before i joined like how long did it take i think my first uh individual event in crossfit was waterpalooza how long like which is two what two years it's in miami a crossfit event for like two years two years before i went yeah i was like literally working out every day for like two years with this guy and Zach Perkins and I was kind of just chasing these guys all the time every, yeah. I was a young buck I was just chasing them the whole time and then I was like alright I'm gonna do uh, Wadapalooza I was a teen at the time did that and I qualified for the individual one and that was like my first event I'm like it took two years of just thrashing Constantly myself yeah, out. like conditioning in the morning doing sessions afternoon and then, like, right before we go home, like, we look at each other, like, are we going to work out again? It's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. No, all right. And then we do something again. It's, like, constant working out. And I'm like, same thing for Ranger School. It's like, you know, you get pushed down or you train for something. It's just, you can always go, like, always keep training. Like, cross. I've learned just, like, you just got to keep driving on. Like, that's all it is. If you're actually wanted motivated, you'll get it. Yeah. So. That, that goes for anything, though. Like whatever you want to get good at if you just apply that type of work ethic or mindset whatever you want to call it to whatever that is like you'll you'll accomplish what you want it's just gonna be a matter of time like and you'll be better off from it like i i i got you had me on the podcast a little bit ago and like i tell you like i didn't i didn't pass a physical fitness test in high school i skipped every single workout in high school that i could i never showed up to the weight room up until like my senior year i got really into working out and like now I own a gym. Like I lo- I I couldn't picture myself not working. I was just something that I do. But like once I started doing CrossFit, I was like, hey, I'm actually like pretty good at this. Like I let me see how far I can go. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I felt good. Like I was good at it. I was like, let me see how far I can go. So I was like, okay, like what what type of competitions can I get into? And that's when we found like CrossFit games and regionals and all those type of things. Um, and then it was just a matter of like me trying to find local guys that were doing the things that I wanted to do and just watching closely and being like, okay, what are they doing? Like, okay, like, and now with like YouTube, you can do that with anything. Like you can- Cooking. You you can have access to these people. Like they're your friends, like yeah. Rich Froning or like, like, I don't know, some sort Sam of me, Sam the cooking guy. I don't know any, like, but you know what I'm saying? You can kind of like watch these videos in detail or listen to their podcasts and kind of get into these people's minds and, yeah. and see how they think and do things and operate on a day to day basis. And like, there, there's your blueprint on whatever it is that you want to do. It's right. just like study these people, see what things are doing day in, day out, and just do those things consistently. If it feels like a job to you, then you probably shouldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. if it feels like a job and like it's like hard to hold on to doing whatever that thing is, then then move on. Or maybe give yourself a fair shot and then move on. Because if it feels like a job, then it's not gonna last long and it's probably not what you're passionate about. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I think that's huge. Like if people people who are, are competing in CrossFit or doing whatever it is, if it feels like a job and you're showing up every single day and just dragging your butt just to get in there and work out, then don't compete in CrossFit. Maybe you like the idea of yeah. competing in CrossFit, but you don't actually like it. Like, 
move on to something else that you're passionate about and and put those hours in towards whatever that specific thing is because if you're going to work your butt off towards something like let it be something that you actually want to do yeah. like right now i'm really into golf and i'm having fun with it i'm not good but i want to get better at it yeah, so I, like you and i have gone to the range you're pretty good no, so Don't i want to get that. good at it so like uh, today i coached the 5am class in 6 30 and i had like a two-hour gap in between i was like okay i can go home and take a nap for an hour and come back to the gym and get some work done or i can go get a quick round of golf and just work on my swing so i literally went to the, to the golf course real quick just to work on my swing but it's just that type of like that mindset of like whatever it is like if i want to buy houses for i told you i want to get into real estate like yeah. i can spend two hours on craigslist or zillow or redfin and just literally call people just get reps in like yeah. there's no substitute for time on ranger school media stuff like whatever it is like i don't know i can i can go on i'm not no, trying to 100%. motivate people but like that's what it is is like find something you actually want to do and spend time doing that i mean a hundred percent dude uh what do you you oh, yeah, honestly, yeah so back to like loving what you do it's not don't make you feel like a job is a little side story me and chris literally slept in the same room for our whole till i left 21 years 21 years wow. till i left for the army that's crazy. Slept in the same room how, how far apart are you guys in age three years three years yeah um that's crazy twin beds but when we got into like the crossfit era, like era when we started like competing it was like workout me school all this stuff coach work out again all this eat dinner go back home eat dinner and then it's like you laying in bed youtube crossfit videos and we're just like <laughs> this was every night thing like we just loved it yeah. i still do i still look at youtube videos like what's rich doing all this stuff but then and it's like, like studying look, yeah it's like you were watching what these people are doing that are doing the things you want to do steal their right. workouts all that stuff like oh it's a good workout do that tomorrow because we like program for ourselves for like what three years I don't even know how long we programmed, but we were just, every day, we're like, all right, what are we doing today? Write something up, write something up every day. But Did it ever just, like, was there ever a moment that you remember, either of you, where it just, like, clicked? Where you're like, oh, I got this. You know what I mean? Regarding what? Just CrossFit, in general. Regarding, like, I got it, like, with, like, hey, we consider ourselves like competitors now or consider ourselves like hey i get i get crossfit i get how to program or, or what is how it? to just i mean whatever what when did it like because i feel like once one thing clicks then the next and the next and the next and the next like if you if it clicked programming clicked first yeah. then you were like okay and now i know how to program for uh competition and then you're like oh, i just did my first open it clicked next and then it kind of you know what i mean i, I feel like for example with me i'm not very good at and people have hired me for this but I'm not very good at like uh, I think photography is my second thing now that I'm good at but I've been doing more and more getting more reps in and now like sometimes even during a shoot I'm like oh this damn I'm getting good at this man and and my clients are like uh, isn't this your job and I'm like yeah but yeah. you know now it's clicking and I, I see photos that I took maybe last year two years ago and I'm like these are shit <laughs> and then I'll see I think I did it at when, when I was doing Paula's uh, maternity shoot yeah. I was at a maternity shoot and I normally don't really do those a whole lot but I did it for them and I was like oh I'm I'm good like I'm good at this you know what I mean yeah. did you guys ever have a moment where it was just like click um I don't really think. I think it was my last year. I think for Matt, it, it would going back to maybe, maybe he can probably speak on this, but I think when you actually made it to Wadapalooza. Yeah, the first year, that was like, okay, like, 
this is, I know what I'm doing, you know, I was like, I don't really, I'm not in the beginning stages, I'm not like, how do I row, what's the proper technique for this, right. what's the technique, I know how to do all the movements, I'm just not like super good, you know, it's just more, it's just reps and practice at this time, like, I qualified for Waterpalooza, I was like, alright, this is it, and just kept training from there, that's all it was, after Waterpalooza, I was like, just more time handstand push-ups, more time handstand walking, more time snatching, Yep. it was just all that, and then programming, it was just, Chris and I, like, literally would just bounce ideas off. He's like, we'll, like, write something up, like, structure, and then, like, no, this would be better here, this would be better here, and then, like, all right, this is it. We'll go do it. Puzzle pieces. Yeah, usually the morning sessions, though, were, like, more, like, endurance stuff, just cardio. For me, I think I would say the moment that it clicked of where, like, kind of felt like I had a good handle on on things was 2014 Open. Um uh no 2015 open 2015 crossfit open um i felt like i got a handle on crossfit just because on tw- in 2014 i placed it was my first crossfit open i placed 293 um and really good. um i was like okay like i and some people might look at that and be like oh man i'm so super far out um but i looked at that and i was like i see where i'm getting a lot of points and i see the things that the guys are doing that are qualifying and i see what i need to work on I kind of just saw it from like I said, like a big picture perspective of like, okay, like I can take these three things and really hone in on them and get good at them. And if, if I'm capable of getting this score on this workout, if I work on those things, then I'm going to place here next year. Um, and that's when I set the goal of like, hey, I want to be top 40 at, in the region in 2015 after the 2014 year. And that was coming off of 290th place. And I was like, okay, if I work on these things, I should be able to do it. And I programmed for myself according to what I'm talking about over that next year of like, I want to work on these things all year. These are the things I need to work on. Boom, boom, boom. Come to the Open 2015, I got 35th place because top 40 will put me in a qualifying spot for regionals. But that year they changed it to, they're like, hey, no longer top 40, we're changing it to top 20. Oh, God. Um, But that goes back to being like what Matt's saying as far as like, how do you stay motivated when you are getting you show up to ranger school and they tell you you don't have you have the wrong paperwork go back yeah right? you did everything you could to be ready and i was like me i did everything i could to be ready but then they changed it to the top 20 but i was like for me it was more of like a pat in the back of like hey you what you did last year worked um and that's kind of talking about what you did where i felt like i had a good handle on stuff yeah. of being like being able to read a leaderboard and where the rest of the field's at and being like okay like these are the little detailed things i need to work on let's let's hammer those and this is the first time this year since then that I feel like I have a once again a really good handle on the leaderboard as far as being able to be like, okay, I need it. I need to work on these details to be better and be in that one twenty next year. Right. Um, so now it's just a matter of staying healthy, motivated, and actually doing the work. That's it. That's the hardest part. Yeah, I think to to just kind of stay consistent. Um, What's that like to? I don't want to. I don't want to say fail, because I don't think it's a failure. Like, sure. You guys made it so far. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it's a failure, and I'm not afraid to say it's a failure, and I'm not. I'm not afraid to hold, fail. Hold, hold on, before I yeah. shit on you. No, you you work towards this goal, and again, I'm I'm trying to kind of not alienate the audience by just keeping it with CrossFit. Uh, for me, it would be like shooting a wedding. Weddings are a year out. They hire me. 
I show up to the wedding. Oh, I just I forgot my lav mics. What do I do? Uh, improvise. Oh, I forgot this. Damn it! I go back to the the you know the computer and I'm I'm looking at the footage. And I'm like, I I didn't get the bouquet toss. Where's the bouquet toss? I didn't get the. And I'm like, dude, that's one of the. Oh my god, I'm freaking the fuck out. I I I had a year to think about that, and when it it goes by so fast, yeah. what's that like to like? This whole year, you're programming, you're eating, you're working out with all your buds, and then you get there and you're like, I, I, "That wasn't good enough," quote unquote, um, quote unquote. And same with you with, with Ranger School. Good. <laughs> That's all. No, it's, it's like I don't Did know, man. Jocko good. Willing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like. Jocko Willing. You, baby. you, would you like? You trained hard, right? You failed. All right, get back up. You can be mad at yourself for however long you want, but at the end of the day, the life is still going on, right? Yep. You gotta just get better. That's it. You can only go up from there. If you're really motivated, you can only go up. I think uh, for for me with the whole failure thing, I'm not afraid to fail. Like, I'll, I'll go. And it's kind of like a that's a good. It's a blessing and a curse though, because like I, sometimes I'll do something that I'm probably not supposed to do and actually fail at doing it, and it could be a detriment to whatever I'm doing. Like um, in business, I could take a, a chance or that doesn't pay off and it could affect not only me but everyone here yeah right like it's a it's a blessing and a curse but regarding crossfit and regarding like working your butt off towards something and failing and not and coming up short um it goes as cliche as it sounds it goes back to what did you do to control what you can control literally like no that's and that's just you hear that all the time but that's real. Like that literally give you the example of the 2015 regionals. I said, I want to be top 40, right? Or yeah, I want to be top 40. Um, Cause that puts me in a qualifying spot yep. and I was 35th, but they took top 20 because they changed the rules that year. Yep. So like, I'm, is it, does it suck that I'm not there? Yeah. But literally my mindset and I, I remember thinking this, I was like, okay, like I hit my goal. Good job. You did what you could, could have. If you continue doing what you are doing this year and you get better, you should be top 20 next year. Because if we have constant progression, you'll make it there next year. And if I'm in this for the long game, which I think that's another mentality you can talk about is like playing the long game with everything and not trying to get everything in the here and now. It's like if I'm in this for the long game, then this one year shouldn't make a big difference in the grand scheme of things because I'm going to... I plan on doing this for a long time. That's the thing, though. You can also plan. You can also plan all that stuff. Like, oh yeah, I want to do this like forever, right? But if you, at the end of the day, it's like if you don't love it, you're not gonna last. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. With anything. Yeah. If you don't love what you're doing, it's not gonna last. But Paul and I opened up a gym in Miramar. Yeah, well, I forgot what year it was. It was two years ago. Oh. Um, oh, you forgot the name of the. No, no, <laughs> two years like, ago, and we had to close it in. June last year. Yeah. Um, was that a failure? Um, yes and yes no. Yes and no. Like, yeah, in terms of like on paper, we had to close the location down because it didn't work out. But no, in the sense of like, I probably picked up three, four, five years of school experience within that year and a half window of learning how to deal with two separate 
locations learning how to work better with people because i have paula now who i didn't want to let down and i wanted to be there for with whatever questions she had and help her and i learned a ton from her yeah just on how she has managed the gym in the past and took away a bunch of things from her so like was it a failure um on paper monetary yes um from a learning standpoint absolutely not i would do it again like 100 percent. the experiences that i had and the people i met and the things I've learned from that are things that I would I would 100% do it again for. Nice. Yeah. I remember talking to her about that after. Yeah. I was like, are you like, I was like, are you okay? You know, and she's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's business. And I was yeah. like, it's bit. I was like, I would go on like a one week binge and just drink. And, so that's you know, the thing oh, though. But like, like if you, every, all the carbs and stuff. Like you get immediately caught up. And I think it's like your human nature to get caught up on what other people are going to say or think or do about you failing on whatever that thing is but like if you look at your close proximity of family and friends and really only care about the things that they think about you then it shouldn't be a big deal like at the end of the day those people will still be there for you regardless if you're doing that one thing or not right like and and they're not going to think anything different of you of for failing on whatever that thing is and i try to really like focus on that and not like the Instagram reality of how things will look and like be like, hey, what, what's Matt or Kaylee or my mom or the dad or sister or whatever are going to think about these things? And like um, if if I feel like I did something to let them down in that regard, then I can be a little bit mad at myself. But if it's something that's like other people that are just going to be critics are going to be mad at, then I don't care if I failed. Like, yeah, true. I don't care what you think. Because you're not coming home with me at the end exactly. of the day. You're not yeah. going to sit there yeah. and you're not living my life yeah that's true um real quick before i go to you uh let's take a little break because i have to go potty um <laughs> and then we'll wrap this up uh you guys are good with that yeah true. all right we'll be right back i might go to the farmer's market and get a um i'm going after this yeah yeah i'll go with you um okay. you're like oh i, I didn't want yeah I didn't all, right. all right you can go my guess <laughs> get some kettle corn oh <laughs> um <laughs> So bomb. What was it like growing up with each other? Were you guys close? Yeah. I heard. I heard rumors. What are they? That you guys weren't weren't very close. That Kaylee had to tell you to be nice to your brother. Kaylee told me to be nice to my brother. Yes. Other Is brother. True? You guys have two brothers. No. You, or you have two. Told bro- me to be nice to him. Oh, you, you to him? Yeah. Really? No. Yes. What was it like? Tell me. What was it like growing up together? Um comedy because you guys have a sister yeah, too it's funny, man everyone's just playing around goofing off you know like it's, it's just funny. we were very active always outside doing stuff um whether it was playing cats in the front yard or having baseball practice or whatever sport we're playing or um going to a a baseball game or um, there's always someone there you know it's like you know, yeah and we live next door to our grandma growing up too and uh-huh. and then when we moved here to san diego we lived in Eagle Crest, like San Pasquale Valley, um, which is like a gated community on a golf course, which means like there's just freedom. Like you literally so, get, get home from school, go to the park, play basketball, play head and go seek, go ding dong disc, go like TP a house or like do okay. all the things that you dream of when you're a kid. Um, but we had like different groups of friends. Obviously, we're in different classes, um, so we didn't do much together. We saw each other in passing. Um, cause all the kids hang out in the same spot. Um, I would say we didn't become really close until we both graduated high school. 
No, I, his last his probably senior year, um, where we actually started doing things together. Um, That's when you started doing CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, end of my junior year, going going into like senior year, I started doing CrossFit. And then like Matt, like yeah, we started getting closer, doing working out together, and then he, with the gym, he kind of when I when I didn't have business partners anymore, him and Kaylee were just like right hand man. Like you, we we built this thing up from where it was to what it is now, and got it basically going to where it was like a steady machine and kind of like go on from day to day without us having to make too many changes or feel like it's going to fall apart any second. Right. Um, basically got it to the point where it was stable. Um, and then, yeah, that was a, a whole experience in itself. But that's what it was like growing up. It was, it was great. It was fun. Always trying to do something new and... Um, have fun with whatever it is. That was my my was it your experience? experience with it. Matt's like it was terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> you ever beat you up? This guy? Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. Gentle giant. Gentle giant. That's good. He right. was too slow. <laughs> he was a bigger dude. I was fat. Were you really? Yeah. Big hot, boy. Hot Cheetos and Slurpees after school <laughs> all day. Dude, remember that? Yeah. And now if I we remember. do that, dude, just remember fool. His, 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 his fingers are still staining to this day. <laughs> permanent. <laughs> permanent. <laughs> dude, my brother and I would come home from school, uh, and we would make just bowls of uh, chips with nacho cheese on it. Like Doritos. Not, like, we would have probably one of those little cans, uh, maybe for three days, and then we'd have to get a new one. Just, dude. Oh my god! Can you imagine like my bowels now with that stuff? Like, I have hot Cheetos and I'm like, oh, I have heartburn. <laughs> I gotta go get a Pepsi. Like something like, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, Shout gross. out to you though, hot Cheetos. Yeah. Hot Cheeto fingers. No, it was like though. It was good. Um, man. Uh, I just like literally. So before we moved to San Diego, it was like we're younger. Always where, where'd you? Where were you guys from? NorCal. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Where in NorCal? Uh, Bay Area. Yeah. Hive movement. You ever heard of the Hive movement? The what? You ever heard of the Hive movement? The Hive movement. Hive. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're part of that. What? Yeah. With the crumping and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's we're part sick. of that. Yeah. Mac Dre. It. You know who that is? Mac Dre yeah. from the Bay. Yeah. Forty. E forty. E forty. Yep. We knew of E forty in like the nineties. Before he was on the radio in two thousands, damn, we were like four. Yeah, the Bay had had. Let's not talk about a, a resurgence. Like not a resurgence, but is that the word? A resurgence. They had all these rappers come out at like, just I think it started with E Forty, and then he had his little crew, and then the newer guys like G Easy, yeah. they would look up to E Forty and all those dudes, and then they made music together, and it's crazy. So cool. Um, damn, that's cr- when did you guys move here? I was in the third grade. What were you in like sixth grade? Why here? Yeah, I mean, why not? But also, we all would always we had a family friend that we lived with in NorCal, and they would always drive up or down here, and they ended up moving here, and then once they moved here, we would come visit them all the time. Literally, we made like hundreds of trips. I don't even know how many trips we made driving a lot, but we would always come down here, and then like, all right, let's just move down here. That's crazy. All right, we got a house that kind of buy them. And then yeah, we've been here since then. Let me let me get like deep and phys- philosophical and kind of like high thoughts right now. Um, imagine, and I want everyone at home to th- like think about kind of one 
one time in their life that like they either loved or they hated imagine you didn't have that family friend imagine you didn't you didn't have those trips down here imagine like oh, yeah. one little like, thing where would we be at? dude yeah. isn't that crazy to think about like I, I i'm constantly like i'll be showering and be like just like something like oh my god imagine if i never got that that first camera imagine i, I, I always think about that stuff that's insane. um but i think that you can kind of look at whatever your previous friends were before that and get an idea of where you'll probably be around because that whole like your circle of influence of people is usually what you end up being like is is very true 100 yep. percent. if you're the um so you can kind of see what my friends and family were doing currently and have a general idea as far as kind of like what i would be doing definitely not doing what i'm doing right now yeah. um and i love what i'm doing right now so i wouldn't like i don't know i don't know what i'd be doing you're not cheetos and slurpees after yeah. school probably wouldn't be working out <laughs> absolutely not I don't. I for sure wouldn't be working out if I didn't move down here. That's insane. I feel like this SoCal is so much more active. Like the weather's always better here. Yeah. And like you're always outdoors doing something. And growing up where we did, like, I tell my friend, like my best friend to this, I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful I grew up like in that gated community. Literally, you run around, be like 10 o'clock at night, 9:30, but like you're in like a safe area. Yeah. So safe, but. Your parents knew where you were. There's a pool in there, hot tub. Everyone would just be like would go to like the park area and you would meet like other people and you just hang like just always hanging out messing around that's like, cool like we're bored let's go go to your house I don't know let's go run on the golf course let's <laughs> go like just mess around do hooligan stuff but yeah it's crazy my best friend still lives there right now actually and I always go there I'm like dude we had the best childhood man what Growing is he he's like congrats no <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- he lives in DC right now actually nice yeah he was there from iconic, baby iconic when it wasn't even a thing yet. Damn. Yeah. Something that like, get Christian on you, but something I've always prayed for since I've been like a little kid. I can remember every single night, dude. Get every single Christian night. No, like seriously, you. like I I've prayed about this every single night is to like always take the steps towards the people and things and conversations that are gonna help me move for progress forward in life not only for myself but for those people that are around me right so right. Like, i always pray every single night that the next day whatever i do i don't know what what those things are going to be or who i'm going to be meet or what opportunities are going to come my way but whatever those things may be like like i just pray that god will put me in the position where i'm around people that i'm either going to help move forward or they're going to help me move forward and or the opportunities are going to help move the gym forward or whatever that thing is like i've literally prayed that since i was like five i can remember I, I don't know what it is i don't know what made me do it and now i think it's a habit yeah but i still do believe it when i pray it and i think that everything that i've done up to this point i'm super thankful for and i've met some really interesting people especially through the gym that i've been able to either help them or they've helped me or like you just see how these little things in your life are, are working if you look back on it um definitely not everything has been positive but i try to look at those things i don't know i i think that also kind of comes with i don't want to say fending for yourself but when you hit this like i work for myself now or i i I, i'm starting something that's because i didn't have that mindset until i quit my job i was still hanging out with like people that would go to pounders on like wednesday monday Tuesday was like oh whatever I have work tomorrow but I don't start till 8 it's all good and now I'm like I, like maybe I'll do that once a year 
and maybe I'll hang out with my shithead friends once a year. But then I have a group of friends, and I was telling my girlfriend this because we're all kind of in the same group of friends. Um, they live in Coachella Valley. Uh, two of them, one of them just got. They call themselves the Sexy Six because it's six friends and they're all couples, um, and we're just like I think they call us season ten because we're the characters that showed up the, la- the later seasons. <laughs> um, but uh, they have like houses; they've bought houses. Um, they have gotten married. One one couple just got engaged, and I'll sit there and like we'll talk about. I, I had a conversation. Shout out to my friend Lupe. Um, I had a conversation with him about like drinking and stopping drinking and he's like yeah man i i did it for 75 days like i stopped and then it just kind of became a habit and um he's like i remember drinking one ipa and i was like whoa or double ipa he's like i I got tipsy man i was like it's crazy but um yeah just having like actual conversations not like hey remember in high school when like that's all fun and games and stuff but it's exhausting dude do you guys still have those friends that are like Remember night school when blah, 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 blah? And you're like, yeah. So what else are you up to? And they're like, it's work. Yeah. Dude. No, 100%. I definitely have a, a... I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like sometimes I do that. But in the sense of like I have nothing else to really talk about with them because I'm so disconnected. Yeah. Um, that's maybe the only thing that we have in common or I still want to keep that relationship because like they're my friends and they're still important to me. Right. Um, but I don't know exactly what they're up to day to day. So I can't like vibe off of whatever they're passionate about. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so the only thing we can't talk about is the memories from high school, but I definitely know what you're talking about where you kind of feel like you're in a conversation and it's not like really going anywhere. Yeah. You're kind of like, what's the point of this thing? And as, as, shitty and elitist as that sounds yeah it's just like oh yeah you're still talking about the old day. well what have you you know what, what are you working on now yeah man? i always try to like what you know what gets you fired up and they're like what do you like what do you mean <laughs> like man if you don't know what like gets you fired up like find something and i think i've kind of i haven't like ins- i don't want to say inspired but i've pulled that out of some people because they're like dude you started a podcast like that's crazy and for me it's like whatever like i just bought two microphones i'm talking to people but they're like that kind of made me want to do something too i'm like dude do it yeah and then that they kind of have that barrier of like i don't know maybe and then they finally do it and then boom we can move on like not i don't want to say like move on with our relationship but like yeah we can have a conversation of like substance yeah like i feel like this has been Nothing but substance. Yeah. yeah. I pure substance. Dude. That's all it is, dude. Think about this conversation. It's all substance. So. Take some notes. <laughs> um, well, Highlighter. Gentlemen, I want to thank you for being on. This was amazing. This was actually Matt's idea. Let's go. Great <laughs> ideas here, baby. Only. He just woke up. Substance. I got a question, though. What's your question? Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, that's a question I've been asking myself. I know. I can see it. For the past five years. <laughs> I know I can see it. <laughs> That's a good question, now. That's a great question. Yeah. Honestly, I've kind of I've, I've had a little bit of baby fever. I know someone's listening that'll probably be like, mm, but like, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully with a family. I know five years is very soon, but I just kind of want that. I feel like I have right now in my life, like I have kind of a lot to give. And I kind of want to have just like a little mini me that I can give to. 
Um, and I think just ha- building a team, like a, a media team, a small media team, but where I can just kind of go out and check on them and tell them, hey, shoot this. And they're like, okay. Or we have this client on Saturday. Who wants to shoot it? Us. Cool. You and you go shoot it. Um, so I think those are the, the two main things. Probably a family and, and that. It's kind of scary because this is so unstable. Like I got yeah. paid two hundred dollars, I think, on Jan- in January. <laughs> like that was my income. But then February maybe is like a bigger year. And like that instability is just—it's always kind of messed with me, and I'm kind of getting used to it now. But um, maybe but getting that, used to that's that. That's part of it. Like I've paid a few thousand dollars a few months yeah. to keep the gym going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. Matt, Sorry. What about you? See what about you? Five years. Yeah. Oh, let's last go. Okay, Bes- besides Ranger, being a Ranger. Oh, man. Besides that. So, I got two roads, right? Let's say I get out of the Army, do my time in service, hopefully be a cop. You're like, oh, it's a hard time to be a cop, but, man, that's what I love to do. Like, I want to give my life serving for this country and other people. I love helping other people, so that's what I want to do. And I want to start uh, – I have a lot of knowledge and, like, tactical stuff i really do like i believe i do if i go to like the law enforcement side i'll ask them questions like medical stuff and they're kind of like oh, i don't know like i really don't know what that is and i'm like hmm, you should weird yeah <laughs> but i have a, like, really have a lot of knowledge because i love what i do so i want to start like a a programming of like maybe like kind of crossfit kind of bought a bit like a hybrid thing i want to do that and i also want to do like run classes at like uh police departments like little stations run little like side classes like maybe like some jiu-jitsu or just like kind of like DTAC, which is defensive tactics Kennedy. yeah same thing kind of but like a little bit more local and just have my own type of program for that yeah hopefully start that up so, i love that yeah i think also getting uh regular people to know guns are a thing people yeah. people have guns yeah. you know how to use them how to disarm them how to I think that's a like I don't know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. I've always been like, I, I should probably learn. Like, I'll show you. Should, you. Dude, show me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kinda right. Close. Yeah. A little bit more angle, more tilt. Yeah. <laughs> Kill shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Is that um, it? Yeah. Pretty much. Uh. No family or anything. I don't know yet. I'm s- still thinking about that one. You have many, it's hard. Any highness out there? No. <laughs> no. I don't. It's hard right now. It's a hard time to have a fa- it's family right now. Yeah. I'd say that. We'll see, though. My ge- my generation's too soft. I don't like it. <laughs> That's another topic. Yeah. I'm not going there, though. <laughs> I, I agree. I think I agree. Yeah. That's true. We get, we get a fan. I don't think we listen enough. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of why I started, I started this. Because we don't stop and listen. Yep. And we just kind of like, what? Are you? Now I'm mad. I'm going to post on Instagram yeah, and then forget exactly. about it in a month. Exactly. So, yeah. It's hard though, but like, we'll see. I don't know. What about you, Chris? Five years. Five, Five year years. Five year plan. Send it. Um, I'm going to give you bullet points because I have a dog that's barking over there. It's basically like a child. Um, needs attention. But um, five years, man, I should have thought of this while I was listening to you guys because I was listening. I was just genuinely listening to where you guys want to be. 
five years family for sure definitely want some kids um i definitely see us having probably one two maybe three probably two in five years um i just like i'm i think it'll be fun to have some kids and go to baseball practice and watch them build up and hopefully teach them what i know and um it can be boys or girls i really don't care um as long as um, Kaylee's happy and we're happy and they're healthy and it's all good. Um, but definitely family. Um, still have the gym for sure. Um, don't know. I'm always have a new idea every five minutes. Maybe have another gym in the next five years. Um, I want to start up. I want to start a product business for sure. I don't know if that's uh, uh, gym related or non-gym related, but I definitely want to have like a product that I want to start. Um I want to continue competing in CrossFit for at least I see myself doing it in the next five years um, competitively. Um, and i am been really into real estate the last like three years. So my goal was to always double the amount of homes that I bought out of state um, every single year. So last year I got three. So that means this year I want to get six. So the year after that is going to be hopefully 12 and then double that to 24 and like i said i kind of hear these stories and podcasts of these guys getting a lot of homes out of state and building up a solid portfolio and business um around real estate and like some cash flow income producing properties um not in california but out of state and that's definitely something that i've researched and been into the last like two to three years and really and genuinely enjoy doing um and researching and looking into that and that's definitely something that i want to do you've already like doing. bought and sold a couple homes right? yeah that's, I mean, we're talking about having people that have accomplished stuff. Like, I always like talking to you because I, I remember when you're like, yeah, I just bought three houses. I was like, what? Like, what? That's crazy. And you're like, yeah, it's pretty easy. And you, you told me the bullet points. I was like, wow, that's badass, dude. It's not, it's not easy, but just like everything else, if you have fun with it, then you'll find a way to get the things done. If it clicks. Yeah. Once it clicks. I'm passionate about it and I like it and definitely want to do it. But that's, that's a business I want to build. I want to buy like have a portfolio of like 50 to 100 homes, which is totally doable. I know people have like thousands. Um, and then make them like turnkey properties where you have people with money who want to invest their money into real estate but don't necessarily know how to do it. But I want to provide them with like a turnkey house that has like a, a tenant in it and it has income producing assets for for their portfolio or their long-term retirement because someone who owns a business doesn't really have a retirement that's set like myself. Right. So I got to build that on the side. And through this real estate is how I'm doing that. Um, and hopefully Kaylee and I can be secure and backed up long-term through that type of stuff. So this is the reason why I'm doing it. Um, and I think there's a lot of bad landlords out there. And I think if I can be a, a good landlord and respect these people who are out of state and any way in any way shape or form give them some sort of like hope or light in their day then that's that's what i'm there for um i've heard of people like buying presents and buying full-blown thanksgiving meals for them and like awesome. the families that are, are struggling um if that's something that i can do then i'll be more than happy to do that um so like i said just have, have a bunch of ideas with it just gotta actually pull the trigger and and do it and um hopefully it works out for the next five years that's beautiful, man. Yeah. I got one more thing to add in that. Add it. Next five years, I will be competing in the CrossFit Games. Boom. And then we can close the show off by asking the audience, where will you be in five years? Oh, I have to it's think on, about that. But while you think about it, make sure you uh, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, 
uh tell your friends about the show if you tell at least one friend that's gonna be 10 people instead of five um <laughs> just kidding uh thank you gentlemen for being here i appreciate you, thank uh, you. coming on making the time uh as always you can follow me at my media uh m-a-y-o-r-c-d-a-m-e-d-i-a where can they find you if they want to uh instagram matt underscore seven six zero. you can find me at iconic fitness 237 east valley parkway escondido california just drive by and say hi and come get your sweat on there you or, go or uh instagram c cordova 15 and come say what's up to me uh in the back room that sounded weird uh thank you so much for listening see you on the next one bye